0: Hello and welcome to the Sports Technology Podcast. In this episode, we speak with Davion Ross, co-creator of Shot Tracker, a new training aid for basketball that keeps track of shot attempts and successes to help athletes quantify their performance. Davion tells us about the inspiration for the project and how he and the other co-founder got started. For more information, check out our website, sportstechnologypodcast.com, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Sports Tech Pod. Enjoy! you. Hello and welcome to the Sports Technology Podcast. This is Henry and Mike. Hi, everyone. And uh, joining us today is Davion Ross from Shot Tracker. And uh, Davion is the co-founder of this company. Um, It's uh, kind of a a basketball training guide. And so, uh, Davion, welcome and thank you for joining us. Um, Would you like to tell us a little bit about what your company and what your product does? Sure.
1: Yeah. Thank you uh, very much for having me today. Um, The company Shot Tracker and uh, what we are is a wearable tech solution for basketball players um, utilizing, you know, it com- consists of three components, a wrist device, a net device, and a mobile app over Bluetooth low energy. And what we're able to do is automatically track uh, users' shot attempts, makes, and misses, um, and give back data to users as they
0: work on their uh, basketball jump shot. Uh Great, great. So, um, and this is also quite uh Quite a new company, I think. You're, you're taking pre-orders now. Is that right? That is right. Um,
1: we actually started working on the company back in uh, earlier this summer, and in a very aggressive time frame, we were able to have more and be able to get, you know, a working prototype. So we're in the pre-order phase. Uh, it's a great way to get validation, um, get feedback um, from the users, so that when you launch the real product here in 2014, um, you have a, a product that's um, that that's exactly what the users want. So very excited.
0: Yeah, that's great. Could you tell us a bit about your background and how you how you got involved with, with the Shot Tracker concept, what you were doing that led you up to that point?
1: Yeah, so from a background perspective, um, I'm originally from Trinidad and Tobago. I, I came to the U.S. on a full basketball scholarship to play basketball at Benedictine College. Um, at Benedictine College, um, you know, the two things that I focused on was basketball. I ended up leading the nation in field goal percentage, and also I got a computer science, math, and business degree. Two of the things that are critical for a Shot Tracker, having a jump shot, and then having the uh, computer science to be able to write the algorithms to I to see. make sure that they work. So yeah. you know, pretty good combination. Um, you know, post that I did you know several stints around the world, um, helping with you know call center technologies, uh, knowledge management technologies. Um, worked from you know Europe to with T online to um, Waterloo Kitchener with BlackBerry and uh, many other Fortune one thousands. Um, prior to to actually starting Shot Tracker, I... Ran another sports tech business called Digital Sports Ventures, where we syndicated college sports video to websites and mobile device. In our peak, you know, we syndicated probably about 1.2 million videos a day across five, six hundred publishers. Oh, wow. And uh, exited that company in October 2011. So another piece where you know sports and tech, you know, combine is, is where I think my sweet spot is. Um, I met I met my co-founder Bruciani at Pipeline, which is an entrepreneurial fellowship here in Kansas. And uh, we met back in late two thousand eight, became friends, and uh, he too exited his company in October two thousand twelve. Uh, since then, we were just looking for stuff to do, interacting, and um, he was actually outside. His son plays premier basketball. He was outside with his son, rebounding, and had a Nike Fit Nike Plus band on, and uh, just you know, just thought about, man, would it be nice if I can actually automatically track my jump shots. So um Bruce, knowing my background, he reached out and, you know, told me what the idea was. You know, I asked him. Initially, we were thinking that, while well, we can integrate this with Nike Plus. So, you know, I took some time, went back to the drawing board, did some due diligence about the APIs and what data would be available from the Nike Plus, um Nike band, Nike fuel band, sorry, and uh, found that we couldn't really use it, but felt like. You know, this was a huge opportunity, seeing that, you know, I played basketball in college. During my college in the summer, I used to shoot, you know, 500 to 1,000 jumpers a day working out. And I could really never tell you, I never really tracked my shots because it wasn't efficient and it wasn't something that can be passive, meaning that, you know, some I would have to manually track it, be a pen and paper or an app or something of that nature. So the idea really resonated with me. Um, Bruce and I decided to start a company. We funded it between the both of us ourselves initially. And uh, we started due to do the diligence and, and build a team and, you know, got a couple of scientists on board. And uh, here we are with a working prototype, you know, taking pre-orders.
2: That's great. So That's perfect. could you just walk us through how it works?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, as I mentioned before, it utilizes Bluetooth Low Energy. Um, I don't know if you guys went from the, the iPhone 4 to the iPhone 5, but, you know, when I connected my car with the iPhone 5 now, it connects instantaneously. Um, Bluetooth Low Energy is Fairly near, but it's used to conserve energy, and uh, I can broadcast signals. Um, so it doesn't pass a lot of data. But what we do have is all the devices use Bluetooth Low Energy. Um, the mobile device is the heart. It connects to both the wrist device and the net device. Uh, once you put those on, the device can be actually placed in either a wrist strap or a basketball sleeve that jump shooters wear right now. And uh, you slide that on. Um, the net device has some guiding arms that you just put it on the net with a quick Velcro strap, so it's near secure. And uh, you connect the device, and you can either go down the path of doing structured workouts, or you can just shoot jumpers, and it'll keep track of it and plot your your shot chart and um, you know your percentages based on the different locations. Or in the future, we're actually working on some functionality where you can challenge your friends. So. You know, let's say, you know, Henry, you're in the U.K., maybe you and I can have a free throw shootout and I'll be in Kansas and you're in the U.K., and now what we've done is breaking out the barrier with Shot Tracker where we can actually compete, you know, being on two different sides of the world.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Is this, uh, is this something you see uh, being used mostly in a, in a training environment or do you think it would also be used in games to collect, I guess, similar information but under game stresses? yeah so great question
1: um I think for us there's a few there's a few steps that we're working on right now right now initially when we came up, this was all about you know tracking your individual workouts right um as we as we started to solve that problem, we realized that there was an opportunity for people to actually want to track what was going on in practice so therefore we started adding additional functionality to the chips so now we can actually have multiple wrist devices talking to two net devices and have that work in great. Um, so I think we start off initially as workouts. We think we're taking it to the practice level. Um, the biggest thing with a game is that, um, you know, a lot of times they tell players you can't wear earrings, you can't put any anything on your wrist. They're very strict about that. So we'd have to find some creative ways to, to really be able to migrate it to a game. Now, I think it'd be easy to transition the, the net device to the game because just think about an intelligent scoreboard, which is something that we also have in our pipeline you know being able to take the shots instead of having somebody keeping stats um so we think there's going to be that natural progression of going from the individual workouts to team workouts and potentially game um i think the first two are, fair, are not far-fetched by any means um the third there's definitely a lot we'll have to do a lot of thought would we'll have to go into making it into something that it's is feasible and fits within the rules and regulations of the game of basketball
2: so given that this is such a new technology and something that users really haven't seen before, how do you kind of get the message across or really teach people about how it should be used? Or even there's, I imagine, this chicken and the egg kind of scenario where you have some ideas conceptually of, of what people would want, and that fits into what the, the sensor can actually do. But then once you get it in the hands of, of customers, like you kind of see how they may use it and in different ways that you may expect so how do you kind of balance that and and develop the technology going forward
1: yeah so i think that there's multiple things and these are things that we're working on right now um you know the exciting things is that this is a pain point for a lot of basketball players so there's going to be early adopters who see it they play and it resonates with them um so i think that you know just utilizing the early adopters to do a lot of testing one of the things that has to be important is this has to be simple Um, it can't be something where You know, dad's sitting in the backyard, and it's taking him three hours to put together, right? Um, We got invited out to a couple pro teams, and the one thing that they love about it is that they asked us, how long would it take to set up? And in 60 seconds, we had them shooting and tracking. So it needs to be very, very simple so it doesn't confuse people. Um, The other thing that we're doing is we actually have, um, when we went out and said, hey, we're going to take pre-orders, we were very fortunate to get all a lot of people reached out to us, you know, individuals who were shooting coaches for NBA teams, high schools, colleges, et cetera. So coaches specifically got very exciting about it. We do have a module that allows coaches to be able to deliver workouts during the summer to their teams and look and see how successful, what people are doing, what's their progress, and pretty much what's their statistics. So if their team is in 12 different states, um, that coach can have his iPad and see all that data aggregated back to him. So utilizing these coaches and, and showing them how to use the system and having them push it down to the audiences and to the, the users, we think is a great way for us to drive the adoption. Then the other thing that we really like is the opportunity to gamify it. So for instance, you know if you were to get a challenge from me um, being a friend, then you're going to want to take that challenge, especially the social competitive nature of sports. Uh, we're going to leverage that to the fullest of our ability to try and drive usage and adoption. Of our- um, then, you know, we are a tech company, so I think it's going to be really important for us to provide the resources that people need online, whether it's videos and how-to's, et cetera, to help kind of streamline the experience.
0: So you, you mentioned there um, professional teams and some elite athletes. Have you seen teams produce? Teams, um, collect this type of information, I uh, guess, maybe, maybe either manually or, I don't know, with some, yeah. some other labor intensive method. Is this, is this something that they're, yeah, so some they're doing are
1: or? Yeah, so they're doing it right now. I can tell you that I sat with a college team and watched them do it. And I know that a lot of teams are doing it. A lot of coaches are becoming, you know, just data junkies, you know, trying to make decisions based on data and facts versus, you know, just, um, just, just gut feel. Kind of the, uh, money which ball. I think. Exactly. Think about money. money ball. Think about sabermetrics, metrics, um, which, you know, those things are proven. And especially being able to have discussions with with players, it's very important to have that statistical data. So, I mean, we've seen people um, on apps, um, for instance, um, some of these colleges that we visited, um, they had a manager, and that manager, their sole job was to have an iPad, and literally they had the roster on the side, and they would put with this player where he shot and whether he made it. So, I mean, people are doing this manually. So if we can streamline that process, um, it's incredible. The other thing that I think people get excited about is the fact that, um, you know, they can, you know, the summer is where you actually get better. You know, if you think about it, during the school year or during the pro year, your body's tired, you need to save your energy, but the summer is where you really push yourself. And the fact that you're able to designate workouts to everybody on your team and actually see their progress in real time on a day by day basis is something that I know a lot of coaches are very excited
2: about. So along those same lines, I suppose is there an educational component to how you actually use the data? I'm sure like kind of you have the obvious levels of shots made, shots attempted, but like what about kind of secondary characteristics or kind of second second degrees of of information that coaches might use to either help train an athlete yeah. or kind of plan out workouts and things like you were just saying.
1: Yeah. So, so um, I think, you know, this first version is all about um, the result, right? Which is, you know, how many shots were attempted, how many shots were made, what's the shooting percentage, what are the locations, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, this, this, the, 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 the point .5 version of that, or, or the second version of that, um, it's about, you know, the coaches being able to see who's doing what, um, driving to work ethic, to execution, delivery on workouts, being able to push workouts down. Um, The third version of this is something that we're already planning and working on, but it's the process to get to that result. Meaning, how can we utilize the data to identify if somebody's jump shot's off, if somebody's doing X, if somebody's doing Y, and why exactly, you know, answering the question of why. You know, why is that jump shot off and what's going on? So that's definitely a longer roadmap, but it's, you know, tons of stuff that we're looking at right now, which we think are going to be exciting and we'll, you know, kind of um, embark on the stuff that you're mentioning of going, you know, that next level of growth and that next level of data that we can provide to help answer
0: that question why. Would you say that um, that the next step will kind of come with the next step in technology or do you think it's, I guess, more seeing what people need and how they use it, if that makes sense?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, so we're, we are a startup and a lot of times if you think about many startups out there, I could I could already see us evolving, you know, um, you know, just in the last couple of weeks of us going out to the market and seeing the feedback from people. I've seen some evolution and I've seen some um, addition of scope. Um, so I think that I think the technology is here, um, for the most part, at least the foundational technology, and that's what we're building on top of. So everything that we do is going to be built on top of the core technology that we that we're building on. So I think it's here. It's just a matter of tweaking it and fixing it and leveraging what we've done before to get to that next level. Um, a perfect example is the Bluetooth low energy. Um, the challenge is, is that it only transmits a little bit, a small amount of data. So we're already solving for what are the other solutions outside of Bluetooth that we can use to actually accommodate for a processed process. Because getting into that white process, you're going to need to see a lot, lot more data than having the firmware on the actual device telling you if a shot was taken or a shot was made. So the technology is here, but uh, there's some massaging and um, there's some work to do to get there.
2: If you look back on, we kind have of this whole process of uh, of kind of starting the company and and developing the technology and and the team. Like, what would you say has been the biggest challenge?
1: You know, I think uh, I think there were multiple challenges. Um, for me personally, uh, my partner and I are both software guys. I'm more software than he is. He was a chemist, um, and you know, we we know software, so. Just hardware in general is a challenge, and uh, learning hardware, learning the the risk involved in in hardware, the the challenges, the design, you know, do you go with a rechargeable battery or do you go with a 3.2-volt watch-type battery? Um, There's a lot of things that um, we've had to learn and that we were challenged on. And, And, you know, how we dealt with that challenge is by surrounding us with the right people who have been through some of these hardware um, successes and faux pas um, that we could learn upon so we didn't have to make the, the learning process very ex- expensive. Um, you know one of the other things that's, um, that's been a challenge is really figuring out this manufacturing process. Um, do you manufacture locally, understanding that the costs are higher, or do you go to China? Um, would China rip you off? I mean, it's, it's just, I mean everybody knows who's doing manufacturing, the things that you go through um, and the decisions you have to make. Um, so I think those are some of the challenges um, you know, another challenge, which is a blessing in disguise, is the fact that I mean, you know, everybody we talked to—they're like, "We want this now. We want to buy it for Christmas," but we don't deliver, deliver until 2014. So, you know, that's a challenge in itself. But it's it's also some validation that um, we are onto something here. We're we're excited about what's coming.
0: Oh, that's that's great, Davian. Um, if uh, if our listeners want to learn more or see more, um, are there any links you'd like to? point them towards point us towards most, websites and
1: most definitely uh tracker 2 tscom that's www.shottracker.com uh, you can go in there we've got a pre-order we've got a video so you can see how it can work um we're, we're transparent so you can see a little bit about the process you can see the raw chip um you can see some of the prototypes Working in action, um, plenty of data there, and make sure to order your shot tracker um, to be the first to get on those leaderboards. Yeah, perfect,
0: great. Well, we'll put all that information on our website uh, for our, for our listeners. You can check that out. Um, Davion Ross, thanks a lot. Thanks for talking to us, and uh, we wish you all the best with your uh, with your company and your product.
1: Thank you, and I appreciate the opportunity to uh, to join you guys today. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Great. And that is the episode. Thank you, Davian, and thank you, listeners, for listening. We'll put up some links on our website, uh, sportstechnologypodcast.com, and remember to follow us at Sports Tech Pod. Thanks. Bye.